Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello and welcome to episode number 33 of the Generally Speaking Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And this podcast is devoted to season one, episode number six of Lost, titled House of the Rising Sun. We want to welcome all of our new listeners to the show. Uh, We are currently doing a summer review of seasons one and two of Lost. And this podcast episode is being uh, sponsored by Chris at CreatureHTPC.com. And if you're in the market for a home theater uh, PC for the home, uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about Chris at the end of the show. Instead, let's go ahead and tell them what they can expect from our show, Steph. What all do we do? Sure, we're going to start out with an audio recap. And, uh, and it's we'll, not all in Korean, by the way. It, it's not, although we were thinking about that. Um, we will go into character analysis, exploring the mystery of the island, lost in the news, which I actually did myself this week. Sweet. A- listener feedback, generally speaking podcast update, and some listener contributed audio segments. Or at least a segment. That's a lot to say. You you should... I should either, adjust the notes? Is yeah, that what you're telling well, me? Well, you should either reword that so that I could actually say it, or you should just say it yourself. Sometimes listener contributed audio segments. See? Very good. All righty. Well, let's not fool around. We want to uh, make sure that everybody gets the opportunity to hear uh, what's going on. I'll just announce before we do our audio recap, we currently have nine people live from around the world from as far as Japan online listening to us. Where it's already Friday. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that is so weird. And I want it to be Friday. <laughs> So we're we're so delighted to have everyone out there uh, Skype casting with us and no listening to us live, and we're going to bring in uh, several folks during the uh, feedback segment of our show, and um, we want to encourage other people in the future. If you hear about a Skype cast, uh, send us an email at podcast at ravenscraft dot org, mm-hmm. and I'll be happy to tell you how to take part in one of these shows. But uh, let's go ahead and get started off by finding out what happened. During the episode House of the Rising Sun. But in the United States of America, where I'm from, Korean people don't like black people. Do you know that? Kuzma, Kuzma! So maybe you ought to talk to him! The cuffs stay on. A little louder, Omar. Maybe then she'll understand you. Guys, that Chinese dude's gonna get pretty crispy out here. How am I gonna keep him tied down like that? He tried to kill Michael. We all saw it. The cuffs stay on until we know why. You know, there, there could have been people here before us, right? Clearly. Hmm. But who were these men? Actually, one of them's female. Our very own Adam and Eve. 
I think one of us should stay and help Charlie salvage the wreckage. You offering? Sure. Give me a chance to get to know him a little better. You checking me out? What? There's no harm in it. Trust me. If I was checking you out, you'd know it. You really heard of us. Hey, just because I'm over 40 doesn't mean I'm deaf. I have both your albums. Although, I thought that your self-titled debut was a much stronger effort than oil change. I think I let him sit in the sun a while longer. Then I'll take his wife aside, find some way to communicate. I think she knows why he attacked Michael. You sure you don't want me to talk to her? Now what? I already gave you my statement, Sheriff. I came to apologize. I shouldn't have been suspicious. You were the victim in the attack this morning. I appreciate that. But I can tell you didn't come all the way over here just to say you're sorry. People are seriously considering following Jack to the caves. I'd like to know where you stand. You're right here. I got one priority right now, and that's getting my kid off this island. A boat passes, I'm not going to be on the hook for missing it. You guys going to move into a cave together or what? Sorry, am I in high school? Well, that wasn't a denial. Just get your stuff together. We got to get out of here soon. Well, well, well. Ain't the bell of the ball. So what's it like having both the doctor and Captain Falafel fighting over you? Just call them how I see them, Freckles. Truth be told, I'm not the only one wondering where you're going to weigh in on this whole moving off the beach thing. Are you going with the pessimists or staying here and waiting for the rescue folks? Are you going? Well, that's a real trick, isn't it? We all pack up stakes for the caves. Next day, a plane passes by. They're going to go on their merry way and be none the wiser. I need to talk to you. You speak English? Yes. My husband doesn't know. Why would you learn English and not tell your husband? He has a bad temper. What my husband did to you today, it was a misunderstanding. No, I got it. Loud and clear. It was the watch. Your husband tried to murder me for a watch? Look, I get it. Hmm? Right? It's the watch. Mine broke. I found this in the wreckage. And I figured, hey, why let a $20,000 watch go to waste? Which is ridiculous, since time doesn't matter on a damn island! What's this? Lieutenants. Short walk. They lie. Look around you. Look down the bar from you. At the faces that you see. Are you sure this is where you want to be? These are your friends, but are they real friends? Do they love you as much as me? Are you sure? This is where you Can I ask you something? Anything you want, man? When's your birthday? But look around you. Take a good look. Just between you and me. Are you sure that this is where you want to be? Character analysis. Alrighty. Now, some people think that this may not have been an excellent episode, and it's certainly not one of my favorites, but I think 
Uh, as far as relationship stuff goes, I think there was some good um, things in here. One of the first things I noticed was they opened up yet again on an eye, and this time being Sun's eye. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they got away from that, other than maybe it was just too repetitive. But I wonder if early on they uh, were basically trying to give a hint into something with the eye. Maybe this is seeing remote viewing or something. But anyway, we're in the character analysis segment, so we can't even talk about that yet. Instead, we are here to talk about the characters and to analyze their lives and to give our opinionated ideas and thoughts behind these characters. And Stephanie, since Sun is your favorite character on this island, I'm going to let you start off and tell us what your initial thought of um, Sun. Look at me like that. Well, you're making all I these noises. I have a nervous condition right now. Okay. It's called caffeine. <laughs> okay, what? She's over here rubbing this pillow. <laughs> and then she's clicking her pen. Leave me alone. I'm here, aren't I? Yes, you are. What do you want me to say? Oh, I, I don't know. Sun, what do you think about Sun? Anything? I love Sun. What about her? Um, I noticed a couple of things about her this time. Number one, I think that she definitely knew what she was getting into um, when Jen agreed to work for her father. I think you're right. I um, think that I think she purposely looked for um, to fall in love with a man outside of that life. You know, he's just a mere fisherman's son. He's on a completely different. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Social class. Social level. class, and um, and I think that she wanted that. You know, she wanted she, to get away from this life that her father has. I'm sure she had. You know, we know from later episodes she had plenty of suitors that they were trying to set her up with. Sure. But yet she went. She you know, went and fell in love with a fisherman who would do a anything. Son. A fisherman's he son left his. Right, father, but that's his issues. You know, and here they they show him as being a servant, a waiter. Yeah, uh, and then all of a sudden she falls in love, and and when she talks about you know, hey, let's go get married, she's like, let's run off to America, and, yeah, and let's elope. Yeah, she knew what she had to do. Right, but she it, knew what she wanted to do. Well, if I I believe that for her, it's what she had to do to get away from that. Mm-hmm. Because staying in Korea meant staying underneath her father's thumb, and yeah, and and that any man that she would marry would be ruled by him. Exactly, and um, I think Jen was very naive to think that it would only be a year. Yeah, and uh, I think lost my train of thought. Go ahead. Since since we're moving into Jen, uh, one of the things that I noticed about him is that he was very self confident. Which is a good characteristic. Mm-hmm. Uh, early on in this episode, we saw Jin is is willing to be a waiter, you know. Whereas that is that is so. I mean, he already feels like a nobody because he's a fisherman's son. But then he's willing to go as far as being a waiter or a, a servant uh, or a server. And so I found that kind of uh, ironic. And then at the same time. Uh, when he says he says no, I am not. We're not just going to run off to America and elope. I I, I can't allow that. Um, I will talk with your father. And she's like, listen, you don't know my father. And he says, I know me. Right. And I think at that point he's a man of integrity. Yes. And a man of honor. Yes. And I think that he loses those things. Yes. By working for her father, but um, 
I, I love to see them in love in the beginning mm-hmm. and um, through their flashbacks and then how their relationship did, you know, f- fall apart and she was going to leave and go to America. And then now at the end of season two, how they've fallen back in love. Yeah. I, I love how their story has kind of... Well, if I can extract something away from them and take the theme that they're portraying in this character and why so many people I think are drawn in Jen's character and 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 their characters okay. I'm sorry okay is, is this marriage relationship is something that is all too frequently seen where the husband is very much in love and passionate about the woman he marries you know she's very much in love and and, and passionate about the husband and things go really well starting off but and and of course I know that this is a very extreme case of what happened to him in his career. Right. But yet Jin saw his employment with her father as a means for providing for her. And then what happened is he got caught up into the rat race of working, working, working. And then all of a sudden no, no longer being um, self-sufficient, but then being kind of ruled by your employer. Now, I know that there are things like, for example, he couldn't just put in his two weeks notice and say, right. I'm done, me and your daughter are moving to America. I mean, that would that would have probably got him killed. So I understand there's that. But there is this theme that, you know, hey, honey, I know that it's been a while since we got together. Let me buy you wonderful gifts. Let me give you this puppy. Let me give okay, you this. Okay, which I have to say... Uh, he's gone all the time I understand that he wants her to have some company okay but number one a dog can't talk back and you just gotta feed him and clean up after him so it really wasn't that great of a gift yeah and you think you know it's it's like saying here I'm not gonna be home let's give you a baby (laughs) yeah it's just not fair but um I said in in season two, one of their one of their shows, I can't recall the title, that I believed he... It was when they showed their flashbacks when they're talking about having a baby and the fertility doctor does the whole, you know... Right. Um, and I said that I believe that he resents her mm-hmm. for having to work for her father yes and in the bathroom scene when he comes in and he's washing the blood off his hands yes. and she smacks him in the face and he turns and looks at her he says you can see the resentment in his eyes he says i do whatever your father asks i do this for us right and at that point it's no longer for us right well here here pulling back to that theme of of this husband you know pursuing this career and getting so caught up into it, and I know again, there's those external circumstances. But one of the things that you know, being involved in ministry and seeing you know couples that have struggling marriages, I I think that there is something that can be learned from the characters of Sun and Jin that can be applied to people who are having this type of issue in their life, and that is perhaps the best thing that could happen for a couple where the husband is so so addicted to working 70 hours a week and to be in a plane crash and end up on a deserted island yes that's exactly i was thinking that exact thing to to make sure that you go to oceanic air and 
and get on the next trip to the <laughs> island. But no, to really, if, if if the thing is, is getting the husband to understand that he has a problem is just like having an but alcoholic. But I think the only way to have a man understand that that is a problem is to completely withdraw them from that situation. Well, the thing is, is that there needs to be something that happens. But but what I'm saying is that one, if if you if the husband can ever get to the point where he understands that he is having a problem working too much and he's not spending the time he needs to invest into his marriage and and then of course with children as well and the families the best thing that the husband can do i think is to quit his job and sell the house and sell everything and and take the family move them to another state somewhere and start fresh start new start with a minimum wage job at, at, at mcdonald's or something because i think what son said is so true what do you remember when all you could afford to give me was a flower i loved you then you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and and so i i take this and this is something i kind of take away from from this relationship from son and jen is i there have been times in our marriage where i have you know gone in and i worked 70 and 80 hours a week selling lots of insurance and i i will tell you my commission checks at the time they were unbelievable i mean i was just bringing in a lot of money but it really didn't matter when i was sitting at the hospital doing a stress test to find out if i was having a heart attack and when i went into the hospital thinking that i was about to die that's when i realized i've got a problem now i didn't quit my job and move us to another state and stuff like that because you work for your dad that's exactly right, but I did. But what I did do is I did cut back. I did. I, I completely dropped all overtime, and um, our paychecks have really shown that. But the fact is, is that I spend more time with you and with our children, and and <laughs> things have really changed. Now our marriage wasn't on the rocks then, but we were definitely not connecting well when I was working that much. No, we weren't. So I think Sun and Jin, if there's anything I like about their characters, is the fact that that we see that dynamic in their relationship. I loved watching her in the airport, um, really struggling with her decision. Just you could see the pain in her face because she did still love him, but she could no longer live in that environment. Right. Did you notice that Mm -hmm. just, I mean, aside from the tears and, you know, but there was just pain in her face that that just really hurt. And yeah. So, yeah, I, I just, I, she's my favorite. I love her. Oh, and another thing is is that, the what I want to point out, is that even in the relationship of Sun and Jin, where things had terribly gone wrong, I, I like the fact that Lost, this secular television show, really promotes the understanding that marriages can work. Mm-hmm. Think, things can get better. Uh, and and sometimes it takes drastic moves and necessary steps uh, that that have to be deliberate, but there is hope. And so you know, so far we haven't seen a divorce on the island, and I think that's awesome. So anyway, moving right along. <laughs> Next up, I have Michael and Walt. Okay. okay. Now my oh wait no I have another no. note on I have some more notes on Jin. Oh. First, I just wanted to say, well, we got to see Jen, and I wrote down, uh, Jen beats the crap out of Michael. Sweet. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Now, he started out, I would agree with you, as a an honorable man. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but he has become something else. Oh, absolutely. He has allowed, yes. he has allowed himself to become something else. He's given into a darker side. Do, 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 do. So, anyway, he gave into a darker side. So, he ha- we know, we've seen the good gin. And now we see the dark chin. Right. And how do why do I say that's dark? I mean, obviously he you know, son kinda of stuck up for him. You know, it's it you know, he's he's doing this out of honor, you know, and, and protecting that watch. It, it's it's done for honor. And and it's like what? He's beat he's about to kill a man because um because of a watch in front of my son no less. And that I mean, beating beating Michael up was not really a huge deal for me. But to do it in front of the sun, to do it in front of Walt like that, that is ridiculous. But that's what he did. I, that's what he did. But I, we'll what, see in a couple episodes when he goes back to beat up the guy from, you know, the whole... We'll see why he had the bloody hands, in, you know, in right. the bathroom. Was in front of his children. Exactly. That right... You'd, but what I'm saying is that's what shows the darkness yeah, of his... Of what he had become. Exactly. That was was in him. So and and of course I do want to point out just one little prop error, uh, and and I know there are so many people hate it when I point out prop errors. Cliff, you're just too hard on the production team. He is, I know. Yeah, I am. But anyway, Michael, after being beat up, I mean, how many? I don't know how many. Know. His face had one little. Kate's got more scratches on her face than Michael. Does. Exactly, and his his it doesn't look swollen. It doesn't look anything. And I know people say, well, you know, we only saw him right after it happened. We've seen him for weeks after that <laughs> where it's only a couple day, you know a day or two later right. and and his face never shows being beat that much did you see so anyway did did you see what's coming out in michael though what's that his little afro do you see it growing his hair is all all messed up because it, it's starting to grow yeah even after a couple of days <laughs> and the other thing that i noticed is that the show was starting to touch on the theme of racism racism and uh, I get that from where Michael says, listen, where I come from, Korean people don't like black people. And he was a little upset, mm-hmm. and he was pulling out, pulling out the race card, and Walt calls him on it later. And he yes. says, he, later they're walking down the beach together, father and son, and, uh, <laughs> and they're, don't gag yourself. Anyway, they're they're walking down the island. He's like, Dad, what did you mean when you said people like him don't like people like us? Because he's not from the States. Right. Walt doesn't know. But you know what What I think is cool is that Michael says, you know, listen, I, I was wrong. I, I, I shouldn't have said that. That's the first real thing he did. He has done as a father. He, exactly. He's like, listen, son, I, I, I was, I, I, it was the heat of the moment and I said something I shouldn't have. He admitted he was wrong. And I love that. That, if anything, if, matter of fact, it, the most fatherly thing that I've ever seen on this show so far is when he admitted he was wrong. And so that is awesome. And then, of course, um, let's see here. Michael told Walt he'd been with him the whole time since they've crashed. Have you seen me do anything that might get him that upset? Excuse me? Okay, so he did something good. He admitted he was wrong. And then he turns around and lies to Walt. Because, hello, you haven't been with him all the time. Remember when you went for looking for Vincent? You started exactly. running for something. And then all of a sudden you stopped to take a little peak break at 
Mrs. Sun there. I I'm mean, sorry. That's that's reason enough for Jin to drown him. No doubt. What what? It, I mean, did you? In yes. fact, we're we're kind of led to think. I mean, obviously, we know looking at this a second time that it was the watch that he beat right. up. But they made it a point early on when Jack was talking to Sun. They made it a point when that Jin's yelling that, and says, "Button, button that it. top shirt," you know. And so, why do why did they show that? I believe that they wanted us to believe that uh, that Sun had told Jin about the fact that Michael saw her naked and mm-hmm. gazed a little bit longer than he should, or perhaps gazed. He gawked. <laughs> okay, and perhaps fathered Sun's baby. No, he didn't. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, movie. <laughs> Ouch! Don't hit me I just got hit with a yellow duck. That was a perfect shot. Oh gosh! Right, you know what I'm going to do now? Swish, spit. (laughs) No, don't don't throw that. Seriously, don't throw that. Okay. All right. Maybe later. Uh, Let's see here. And then, of course, I think that Michael has like a a, some kind of psychopath disorder because (laughs) he goes from being a good dad to a bad dad, good dad to a bad dad. They're teasing us. They knew that you and I were going to have this argument. Probably. But um, just tell him your birthday, dude. It's not that big <laughs> yeah, of a no deal. Doubt. We know that Walt Swish just spit. Oh gosh. <laughs> we know that Walt doesn't know anything about Michael. I mean, they've made that perfectly clear. Yep. And you know, so ask okay, asking him, you know, when's my birthday? Was a stupid question to start with. Yeah. And then he's like, I don't know. And Michael gets all huffy puffy and mad. I'm like, just tell him. Well, we, we've I, established that you don't have a relationship, that you don't know your kid, and I think now he you're was, stuck on I this I think island. he was shocked and uh, and and appalled that he, that Susan, is that her name? Yeah. That she never told Walt about I understand him. that, but Susan's gone. She's out of the picture. She's not on the island. It's only been two weeks. Hello? Which is another reason why I think that Michael should be a little bit easier on Walt because he just lost his mother, the only parent he's ever known. Right. And now he's stuck on some stranded island with a cranky psychotic dad. Okay, but this cranky Moving right si- along. <laughs> this cranky psychotic dad turns and says, "Listen, I've only got one priority, and that's to get my kid off this island." So- his kid doesn't even want to be off the island cuz he burns the raft later on. That's right. Because he's tired of moving. He wants to stay with his dad now. Because he loves his new father. <laughs> Let's go talk about John Locke, my other favorite character. Okay. I believe John Locke really is a decent guy. I mean, some people Who totally question... wants to be the ruler of Charlie's life. Well, he... You know, that See, that's a problem Don't that... Don't go poking no. your nose where... That's a problem we all struggle with. I'm sorry. That especially I, I us Christians. I understand. We no, definitely I'm... have this problem because we see somebody that lives a completely different lifestyle and they do something we don't agree with. Don't we and me? Cause... Okay, okay. I'm ta- not not we, me and you. I, well, ta- I know, but you're fitting me into your we. And... Okay. Well, you can subscribe. Okay, we, me, and most Christians okay. that I know, ex- with the exception of my wife Stephanie. <laughs> we go out and we see people who do things that we disagree with. 
And we do nothing but spend our time arguing with them of why they shouldn't do it. We want to fix them. We want to get them to see things our way and to try to fix their problems. And and we often overlook how it is we got to where we are. But in the same way, though, John Locke was a very wise man in some of the things that he did. And I think that he was a real friend. You have something to say? I know why Locke has gone crazy and lost all of his faith in season two. Why? Because he's hitting Charlie's drugs. You think? <laughs> he's gotta be. He's... Anyway. Oh, I don't know. I... I understand intervention. I do. But... At the same... I mean... He, he was a little pushy. He... Not even... He won't even let Charlie go to the loo by himself. <laughs> the loo. Dude, the man deserves privacy. Now, I know what he was going to go do. And so Locke did, knows what he's going to go do. But at the... It's... But, but if you knew... If, God gave us free will. Yeah, but and see, there... I agree. It, it, it's all a little touchy there. But but the thing is, is Locke was not saying, no, you can't do this. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Because he, he says, listen, all you got to do is ask me for it back. And I'll give them to you. Three times. Well, that's right. But... Uh, I think that I think Locke handled it on the edge of what I would think would be appropriate. Okay. I think Locke I think Locke maybe overstepped his bounds once or twice. <laughs> okay? But I think he did it with good intentions. Okay. And I think it had a good in, it actually ended up for the for the ends justified the means in his situation for me. Okay. But I don't completely agree with it. But in, at the same time, I really believe that John Locke was a very wise man and really cared for Charlie. I don't think there were ulterior motives so that, you know, Charlie could be a slave and and that Locke could hold this over him. So, I, I think that things got messed up when Locke fell in love with Miss Clairol. And then he beats the crap out of Charlie later in season two. But that's an, that's a whole other story. And it'll be a while before we get to that episode. Right. Uh, I don't have any notes next to Sawyer other than he said a couple more nicknames. But I do want to say something about Sawyer. And I, I don't know why I haven't brought it out before. but uh, And it's probably because they, we haven't been shown you know, who Sawyer is. But I just wanted to point out one relationship thing that we can all take note on. Sometimes it's very easy for us to meet somebody and really get the wrong impression of who they are, but then think that after we've known them for even as much as a year or two, that we have the right impression of who they are, meaning that they're mean, nasty, um, sarcastic. Um, what are some other acronyms that would just go along with that? But uh, anyway, just a, he's very negative and, and somebody you just would would never want to be around. You would think, man, he is just a horrible, horrible um, example of what a human being can become. The thing is, is that sometimes it's very easy for us to meet somebody like Sawyer and immediately jump to the conclusion of, this is a person I'd never want to spend a single minute on a deserted island with, even if it was me and only him. And what I think, what we learned from Lost, is that Sawyer is a product of some circumstances and baggage in his life that nobody really had the opportunity to get to know until they get close to him. And sometimes I think that we just don't spend enough time getting to learn somebody's backstory to find out why they are the way they are when they're extremely difficult and hostile. 
And so I'm not saying that everybody will open up and that it's always going to work out, but I think it's important for us to not always jump to a conclusion that this person's just a mean and nasty person. They've always been that way ever since they were born. Does that mean you're going to lighten up on Sawyer? I think I may. And and I think I'm actually I think that this has come full circle for me when he says to Jack, he's like, "Listen, you know, you're the closest thing I've got to a friend." Which is pretty funny. That was that was a pretty moving moment in Lost. I've not shed a single tear during this show, which is kind of weird because usually I, I, I do kind of feel the closest thing, the closest to a tear I've ever shed, uh, or at least being moved, you know, my spirit being moved or emotions being stirred was when um, the little boy was getting beaten up last week. Yeah. So that kind of that kind of bothered me, but anyway, moving right along, we got Hurley. And uh, you, I only have one quote. It's, I go where the boar is. And that, you hit, I'm like, Stephanie's like, that was funny. I'm like, huh? What do you say? It's like, I heard what he said, but it didn't make sense. And you said, Hurley goes where the food is. And it's a precursor in introducing some future We probably character. would have known why Hurley hasn't lost any weight if we would have just been listening closer. I go where the food is, man. He's, he's eating. He's always eating, so... Anyway, but and it shows that early on Hurley's got it. Hurley's got an issue. Yep. Okay. And then we have Kate and Jack. Of course, they're getting along pretty well early on. And yeah, they're flirting quite a bit. They were flirting. What's that whole? What you checking me out? It's okay, you know. He's like, listen, if I was checking you out, you would you know. would know. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world? How? That's I mean, such a man's line. It's and it's a stupid line. I mean, how did? I mean, it's like, is there a special way that Jack checks people out? Maybe he's so. Like, he's a doctor, you know. Does he? Oh, okay. Never, <laughs> moving right along. All right. So, and and one of the things that that gave a little precursor. What's this precursor crud that I keep saying? I have no. I'm idea. I'm trying to sound like I'm intelligent. So he's I, replacing that with. Things of that nature? Okay. So anyway, Jack says something that gives us a hint into his character, even before we hear the episode titled Man of Science, Man of Faith. And this is just, I think, one of the earlier... Okay, this is the second instance where Jack just does not seem to have any kind of um, uh, sympathy towards faith. Yeah. You know, when Saeed says, listen, are we going to burn them without any... uh, I'm sure we'll find later on where... Christian tells him that men of faith are pansies and you're weak and you can't handle it. You don't have what it takes. But anyway, what I'm saying though is that the the first the first episode of Jack showing that he has very little concern of faith is when he didn't take he's like, Listen, we don't have time to sort out right. people's gods. Right. And Charlie says, The last time I checked we were made out of time. But anyway, um, and this is the second one, and I'm talking about where Jack uh, says, Kate asks, how did you find this place? And he answers, luck. And so he, he won't even say, he won't even acknowledge that perhaps some greater being has led him to the place where he might find the necessary elements to sustain life. So anyway, I, I just found that that was interesting. And then Charlie... The user. This is very different for me. Tell me why. Because I didn't like Charlie from the very beginning last time. Now I know that I like Charlie, and so watching all this old stuff is quite different. Yeah. Quite different. And And I I think I I want to feel a little bit more sympathetic 
towards him. You want to give him the benefit of the, of the doubt going back the second time. Yeah. And I think that... He just wants to help. Yes. And everyone just keeps blowing him off. Mm-hmm. And... Well, he's made, he has made some pretty stupid decisions, which is originally why the first time, until you learned a little bit more... Yeah, yeah, Until yeah. you learned a little bit more about who how, how he became who he is... All you were doing and all we were doing, and I, I'm right in there with you. I hated Charlie, too. We were judging him based upon who he is and what he does now without any regard to what he may have experienced in his life up to that point to make him that person. And if we were to get to know Charlie and if we were to investigate and, and have and listen to him share his his life story in bits and pieces and invest in a relationship with him and overlook not necessarily tolerate but overlook some of his negative qualities such as his drug addiction and stuff like that perhaps we may have found the good-hearted altar boy charlie that tried to save his brother's life and 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 really tried to help a lot of people you know, I, I think that that's a lesson that we're learning from Lost. Or at least, it's a lesson that I'm learning in life, and I see it exemplified in Lost. So, anyway, that uh, next week's episode is a Charlie-centric yes. episode, and I'm very excited about that. And uh, so, we'll, let's go ahead and just um, move right on into the Exploring the Mystery segment. We're lost on an island, running from boars and monsters, freaking polar bears. I've looked into the eye of this island, and what I saw was beautiful. Lost. Exploring the mystery. Okay, the first mystery thing that I want to bring up is Adam and Eve uh, and the stones. Now, the first thing that I noticed in this episode, and I never really caught it the first time, is that, okay, there was some kind of odd thing that was happening with... Um, who was it? Charlie and Locke? Uh, Charlie and Locke must have had some kind of conversation about other people being on the island before them. And I'm thinking, I wonder if there wasn't more that Locke learned about the island from the monster when he looked into the eye of the island. And the reason why I say that is because now Locke, or Charlie says, hey, this they must be with the other people that were on the island before us. And Locke, like, dude, you didn't just say that in front of them. And then Jack's like, uh, what are you talking about? And he's like, and then he's like, uh, there, there must have been somebody. And, and right, 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 John? And he's like, yeah, or it seems to be, or whatever he said. But anyway, they are covering up something. And then I'm thinking to myself, wait a second. Now, Jack knows about the, the, uh, transmission and the French lady. So it couldn't be those other, you know, those other people. So I'm wondering what Jack, what uh, Locke and Charlie know. And now I'm even more concerned of what happened between uh, Locke and Charlie at the end of of this past season. So I don't know. G- go back to uh, House of the Rising Sun and look where uh, Locke and Charlie go up and find and Kate and Jack in the Kate and Jack mm-hmm. in the in the cave and. And, and they say, where do these people come from? So, anyway, instantly, uh, one would think about Locke's ex- explanation of the game, backgammon, with the black and white pieces that Jack saw. I think it's kind of odd that 
Jack didn't give the opportunity for Locke to see what he what was held in the satchel that was pulled from the hands of either Adam or Eve. And there's a lot of speculation out there as to what these represent. You know, is this good? Is this an, another reminder of the good and the e- the evil people and the good people? And I really like what somebody had written on the forum, and it says that maybe they stand for the duality in each of the survivors, how each of them seem to have a good side and a dark side to them. And that's some of the things that we've been talking about in the relationship segment of character analysis. We see that that Jin really has this good side inside of him, and yet we see him with the darkest of dark sides when he can beat up somebody and literally try to kill somebody in front of their own children. I mean, there's the good and there's the dark. There, we see this in Charlie with the the good, and and then we see him turning to the dark um, lifestyle of of addiction. And um, so I don't know. I, I, the thing is, is that is an unsolved mystery for me. And you know what? Before I go any further, I, I want to make sure that's not Kim's subtle point. So Kim has one subtle point for us, and we're going to go ahead and play that now. Hello, this is Kim, and tonight I come to you with merely one subtle point from House of the Rising Sun. Let's flash forward to a flashback in Season 1's Episode 17, titled In Translation. Sun's father gives Jin a task of conveying a message of his displeasure to the Undersecretary for Environmental Safety. At the Secretary's house, Hurley can be seen getting into a car on the television in the background. Jin relays the message and seems somewhat confused when the visibly terrified man gives him the puppy we saw him bring Sun. However, upon finding Jin has not done what was implied for him to do, Sun's father reprimands Jim and directs him to return to the secretary's home with the hitman. Jin returns to the secretary's house, but before the hitman can act, he beats up the secretary in front of his family to give him the message, as Sun's father originally intended, and essentially save him from being murdered. In comparing screenshots of flashbacks from In Translation, the daughter of the undersecretary appears to be the same age. The purpose for all of this comparison to the In Translation episode is this. During House of the Rising Sun, Jin presents Sun with the puppy as a gift. Presumably, within a short time after this night, Jin rushes in covered in blood. The puppy is no longer a puppy, but appears and sounds to be a fully grown dog. Granted, we are not given an exact figure for how much time has passed in between the puppy being given and the proper message being delivered. This has been Kim, and that was your subtle point for House of the Rising Sun. Thank you very much, Kim. In fact, uh, that is... I pointed that out. You did point that out during the show, Steph. And uh, one of the things that I have here is a post that was made by Wolf of War, uh, is the username on the fuselage. And it says the the subject of the post was Sun and Jin in Australia. And this is what Wolf of War said. He says... I thought they were Korean. In this episode, in the flashback, they showed them in line at the airport with Jack. I figured maybe they went on a trip to Australia. But then I remembered that Sun was talking to that one girl trying to help her get away from Jin the day before. And they were obviously in their own home. And the girl trying to help her said that she could escape from Jin at the airport the next day at 11.15. So there is a big. So is there a big Korean-speaking section of Australia or something? I'm confused, and I would say that it. I just assumed they had a layover. Well, the thing is, is that it does appear that that mm-hmm. they had something going on there, 
And maybe that maybe that could be an answer. But Bailey's dad, another user on the fuselage, says this. He says, "Here is the answer. Son's dad had told Jin to deliver wristwatches to two of his associates, one in Australia and one in L.A. They had arrived in Australia to do the first unseen." And we're boarding the L.A. flight so Jin could finish the task and then stay in the States to escape her father. Remember the guy in the bathroom? He was spying on Jin for, for Sun's father. He told him they knew he was planning he would, what he was planning and he would never be free, so he needed to deliver them and come back. The question is, who was he supposed to deliver the wristwatch to in L.A.? Was it Hurley? Good, good thought there. That's but a it, good, yeah. but I think I think what you just said answers it more specifically. That they were in a, it was pretty much just a, a quick stop in in Australia. In Australia, there was supposed to be no- where the where the lady that was talking to Son about how to get free, how to leave. I believe that that happened in Korea, and she was she was setting things up so that she could get lost in Australia. Right. No pun intended. Looked like she was kidnapped, kidnapped. and in a couple of days, yes, or a couple of weeks, they they would come to believe that she yeah. was killed. But it, it still doesn't answer the fact that that dog grew up pretty quick. But I think if that was an indication of early on in the marriage, son or Jen felt bad about the fact that he was working so much and not spending time, so he brought her this dog, and then later we come back, he comes in with the blood on his hands. That's probably a year and a half, two years down the road, and puppies the dog's get, bigger. Puppies can get big fast. Right, that's what I'm I saying. I mean, it can maybe, still be within, like, the same six months, and the daughter is going to look the same, but the puppy wouldn't. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, I, th- I think that's probably the answer. But yet, it's still... That's a very good it's job still, of, yeah. of pointing out that subtle point. So, thank you very much, Kim. We always appreciate your subtle points. Or sometimes in the singular. Alright. Locke and the... Let's see, Locke and Charlie's guitar. Stephanie, will you read what none of your business wrote on the fuselage? (laughs) Okay. I think I've just moved over to Locke is getting on my nerves camp. Amen. That was me, not her. Um, I mean, come on. He's, He's trying to get Charlie to give up his heroin in exchange for his guitar. That whole, the island will give you what you want if you give it something in return crap. Charlie hands over his heroin and suddenly Charlie finds his guitar above him. The magic of the island? Oh, except Locke already knew it was there because he obviously found it before and fed him the line of crap about giving to the island. Did he really think Charlie was that stupid to buy a load of hooey? Is Charlie really that stupid? And now I realize there's not really a point to my post. I'm just ranting and I'm done. Thanks for reading. Alrighty. Now that's a good question. Do you think that Locke knew all along? When he was out hunting for boar, do you think he saw the guitar? And he orchestrated the whole finding the guitar as a means of helping Charlie you know, kick his addiction. Do you think that? Yeah. I, I, I believe I could buy that. I, I could. I think that, that that's very possible. I think when we get into the listener feedback here in just a moment that we'll, we'll ask some other folks what they think if we remember. Uh, anyway, we're going to go in now to Lost in the News because there really wasn't a whole lot of mystery stuff there. No. So let's go ahead and turn to Lost in the News. <laughs> Lost in the news. 
He actually pointed to me when it was my turn. Isn't that sweet? Okay, I had so much fun finding the Lost in the News today. I was getting really excited. Um, I was so excited that our infant daughter, well, she's not infant, our toddler, was um, quite tired, ready to go to bed. And she was so tired that she walked smack face first into the island in the kitchen (laughs) and fell down backwards. So I, anyway, sorry. And can you give us the source of that story from Lost in the News? Stephanie at (laughs) Ravenscraft.org. All right. Okay, but... While I, because I was so excited about finding the lost in the news that I let my daughter just run into (laughs) things until I was done. Oh, great. Um, my favorite character, son, is going to appear on uh, Dave Letterman July 11th, which I will have to stay up late now that I don't have DVR. Well, you know what? I'm so fed up with these actors from Lost appearing on talk shows and being interviewed. Why? Because the stupid people that interview them never ask any good questions. I mean, no, they don't. half of them don't even watch the show. I think it should be a prerequisite that you pass a trivia quiz <laughs> of getting at least 70 out of 100 questions <laughs> right about Lost before could you are allowed. That? Could you do that? I don't know. And if I couldn't, I would not want the privilege of interviewing one of those characters. Because even though they're not allowed to answer them, I'd like to see their face when you ask them the question. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Did I, anyway, did I rant? Yes, you did rant. Um, anyway, it was just... Um, that can be found on... There's a, a thread on... Do you know when she's on? July 11th. Okay, good. I said that. I, I wasn't listening. No, you were ranting. Um, What's next? That can be... All of these... Not all of these. Most of these can be found on our forum at... Ravenscraft.org forward slash lost forum. And the cool thing about that is that her first American work, her first work in the States was lost. And within two years, she's made it to the Letterman show. That's a big deal. Very cool. Okay, number two. This is something I'm excited about. Um, The Emmy nominations are in the morning. Wow. 8.39 a.m., Brad Garrett and Julia Louise-Dreyfus will be announcing our Emmy nominations. So we will be able to talk about if next week if our favorites were nominated or not i'll have to look it up on the web since we don't have dvr it's anymore. on it's on um the e entertainment network tomorrow morning at eight thirty nine. oh you know what we don't even have e network no we don't because we don't have satellite that's a whole nother thing altogether i think our i think a lot of people know that already because i just can't get over it no doubt it, it's it hurts it does <laughs> um while i was looking up Lost in the news. I found that LostLinks.net is on hiatus till July thirty first. What's up with that? He needed a break, and he says that on, <laughs> I needed a break. <laughs> he he needed a little rest time. Um, That's understandable. Yes, I understand that because this can get time consuming itself and. And I'm wondering if at some point during the summer we might need to take a week off, but I'm yeah, not sure. That's a July twenty um, fifth. Twenty. Well, we Saturday's the 22nd. Okay. 23rd. 25. 26. 26. Whatever. We'll Last Wednesday in July. We may take we a We won't week be off. here. Well, we won't be here. We won't have any of this pretty equipment. Because we're not packing it to... No. <laughs> anyway. Moving right along. Number four. One of my favorites. Um, there is a very brief... It's not even an article. It's more like a paragraph, and it states um, 
a quote from Damon Lindelof that says he would like to see Lost end at four or five seasons. That's run per no, my recommendation. Yeah, run, run no more than four or five seasons and cap everything off with a movie. That would be awesome. Wouldn't that rock? That would be That'd awesome. That would be sweet. And I didn't check the date on number five, which I should have, but while I was reading that um, that little paragraph there, I I found the link on our forum, but I think it was Hollywood.com. Anyway, at the bottom it says Other Lost Related, and Maggie Grace and Ian... Someone halter. Yes, are are dating. Now I should have checked the date on that article. I but I got so excited that I didn't. I just thought it was really cute. <laughs> that, they could have broken up by now. We don't. Yeah, know. I don't know, but it was cute. It was lost in the news at one point. All right, it's lost in the news right now because I just shared it. Yes. This line secure. Line secure. Go ahead. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target areas acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Alrighty, we have some uh, listener feedback. I'm going to play three calls real quick, and then we're going to take some live feedback. But let's go to Vicki in upstate New York first. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Vicki from upstate New York. I do really enjoy your podcast. Uh, I like your insights and the banter between the two of you. It's fun to listen to. <clears throat> I just want to um, come on board here, and I know Stephanie will probably be a little bit missed about this, but... Um, I agree that uh, I think Michael was doing the best that he can to be a dad. I mean, if you recall with your first child, you probably didn't quite know what you were doing. I know I didn't. Um, uh, I just think that uh, because even though he's probably not coming off as a very good father, He's not an abusive father, and he's very concerned about these weird guys and all these people. He doesn't know who they are. And, yes, I think he has every right to tell his son what to do. He is his father, regardless of whether he was there or not. And I'll tell you, I could not stand that woman who was his mother. I hated her. And I felt really bad for Michael. So even though I'm not crazy about Michael at this point, I certainly agree that he had every right to be a dad and act like one at that point. Thanks a lot for your podcast. I enjoy it. Keep up the good work. Bye. Thank you very much, Vicki. I am very glad to hear that somebody agrees with me. In fact, I, I, I know that the thing is, is I, I'm going to give Stephanie the, the fact that her and I, when we're, when we're talking about this together, we're talking about two different things. She is more hung up on the idea of me saying that he has the right as a father, meaning that a man who has earned the title of father, whereas being the guard, whereas when I say father, I'm not tying any additional meaning to it. I'm I'm tying the fact that he is responsible. As I think that he had the right as the man who was responsible for Walt's safety. That being that's a guardian. Okay, but as a but to me, when I said father, that's what I meant. As as his guardian, he had the right. To me, this it was the same thing. And now I understand, and I valued the definition of father and such. Let's moving right along. Do you also hi? This is Fre- what? 
Do all three of these voicemails support you? No. Okay. I can't get it to stop. This is Freckles from El Paso. Hi, this is Freckles calling from El Paso. Um, I'm just calling. First of all, I'd like to say I've been really enjoying the podcast, particularly over the summer since there's no new episodes of Lost to Watch. Um, I was just actually calling to comment about the most recent podcast, um, about your comments that you made about the hairbrushes. I have another theory about perhaps why all the hairbrushes are gone. Um, hairbrushes actually serve as an excellent source of DNA, so perhaps they took the hairbrushes to do some sort of thing with everyone's DNA. But um, It's an interesting it. theory. But thanks. Keep up the hard work, and I really enjoy your podcast. Bye. And Brad from Alaska. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is uh, Alaska Brad. Uh, just with a quick question, I just started listening to your White Rabbit episode, uh, uh, podcast, I should say, and uh, one of the comments Charlie made was when that young lady was in the ocean drowning was that he doesn't swim. But uh, if I remember correctly, in season two, uh, now whether it was a dream or not, I, I'm still, that's up for debate, and actually that was my question. I know uh, Charlie, you know, started swimming out to baby Aaron when he was having all those dream uh, sleepwalking deals, but uh, he was swimming there. So I just wanted to throw that out there. It was, seemed kind of weird uh, hearing you know, that he doesn't swim, but then, uh, well, he says he can't, he didn't say he can't swim, but uh, that he doesn't swim in the White Rabbit episode. Anyways, I just wanted to throw that out there. I thought that was kind of odd. Uh, thank you for your time. Have a good day. Thank you very much, Brad from Alaska, or Alaska Brad. And uh, as far as the swimming thing, I, I was totally joking about my theory about, you know, this all being a group therapy session for people who have a phobia of swimming. Or a phobia of water, and somebody said they wanted to expand on that, and I should I, I should have made a note to put down his name and give him credit for this, but he he says he wanted to expand on it by saying that the tailies, all of those that were dragged into the woods, those were all people who landed in the water who were able to swim to shore and had overcome their fear of water, and that's why <laughs> the others were taking them back. I really like that. That's cool. Anyway, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I I, I think that. It was a dream that Charlie, yes. when he was swimming. But I think when you have an emotional connection to the person in the water... You'll do anything. You'll do anything. And, and he, he could, did say he doesn't swim, he, not that he can't swim. Right. Well, we have some online live listeners to our show. This is recorded... I, I always wanted to say this in a podcast, and I never thought we would. But this is being recorded in front of a live studio audience. Only it's via the internet. And uh, the first person I'm going to bring on is Cat Marie. And Cat, how are you? Oh no, she's. Oh wait, hold on. She's probably talking, and I need to turn her up. Cat, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? Good. I forgot to turn your volume up. So, <laughs> anyway, Cat, uh, why don't you tell everybody where you're calling from? Because this is just so amazing. I'm calling from beautiful Shirakawa in Japan. That is awesome. And what time is it there? It is 11.35 a.m. on Thursday. On Thursday, Thursday. and it is Wednesday at 10.35 p.m. here, which is just absolutely amazing. On the other side <laughs> of the world, in fact, and, and you're, you've got to be at work in 25 minutes, is that correct? Yeah, it only takes me 12 on my bike, though, so we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what kind of comments do you have? Any questions, any comments on anything we've discussed this evening? 
Well, I tried to watch the episode last night, but I loaned my DVDs out to a friend because <gasps> we don't really have many sources for English TV here. So. <gasps> <gasps> there, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that is interesting that, you know, Jack was the only one that went out to, to try to save that woman. And it was, it was kind of fitting that everybody just stood on and stared. I think more people would try. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, yeah, it's, I think I think more than one person knew that more than one person was out there. I mean, they were all staring at the ocean, just, and if Jack is them. Jack is in the water and able to see her when he's with Boone, mm-hmm. then how much more could they have seen her? And he's yeah. swimming back, but he bringing, didn't until Boone pointed it out. But the thing is, is they were on the shore seeing from a better perspective, and while he's swimming Boone back in, nobody runs out. That made me angry. Right. So yeah, anyway. well, and Boone had to have seen the woman from the shore, and he couldn't have been the only one that saw her. Exactly. I mean, they could they could have easily taken a couple extra people out there and it, well, increased and, their chances of getting her back. And Charlie knew she was out there. Right, right. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Kat Marie, thank you very much for listening in. Uh, are you enjoying the live show? Is this uh, the first time you've done this? Yeah, this is really neat. I just listened to the regular podcast, and it said it was live, so I thought I... I was trying to figure out the time difference, and will I be home? Will it be the middle of the night? You know? No doubt. And it seemed to work out, so this is really cool. Very cool. Well, thank you very much for uh, listening to our show on a regular basis. I know uh, I see you on the forum quite a bit, and it's very enjoyable to have you on the forum and all the insights that you bring to the discussion. So uh, thank you very much for being a loyal listener and checking us out. Uh, from, Have a nice day. From across the world. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to bed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I'm going to work. <laughs> Thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. All right, and let's see here. We're going to, next, we're going to go to Edith Baker. She has been a longtime listener as well. And Edith, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Very good. And Edith, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Damascus. Ireland. Alrighty, and what did do you have any comments for us this evening? Actually, you know, while you were talking about Charlie and uh, his thing about the people before us and how he was hesitant, I yes. got a different take on it. I'd love to hear because, it because what I, I just watched it as you were making comments, and it seemed to me more like he knew about the woman and in the tower, you know, the French woman, because he was there. And I think it was more like, remember, um, Saeed said, don't say anybody to anything to anybody. We uh-huh. don't want them to lose hope. Well, Locke wasn't there, so he was keeping it from Locke, because Locke said, what is this about other people? And he says, well, there might have been people before us. So it's more like hiding it from Locke than it was hiding it from Jack. Oh, that makes more sense. That does make sense. And I'd have to because go back and watch Charlie it again. Charlie and Kate... And Jack are the only three that know about right in, the, in that cave. But the thing is, is Jack wasn't even supposed to know, and I don't think Kate has well, told I anybody. Figure, well, probably because they would figure that since he is quote unquote the leader, he would know about it. Ah, uh, and, and the fact that they're going to be shacking up in a cave together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Never happens. Yeah, well, and that was that was one thing I thought about, and then. Uh, there was another thing about the white rabbit. Uh-huh. I wish I remember what you were saying. Yeah, this is a few seconds ago that I had a different day, but I don't remember, so I can't tell you. All righty. Well, I appreciate you tuning in with us that uh, this to evening. Me all the time. 
And uh, we're we're actually running just over an hour right now, so I do want to bring in about four or five other people real quick. So, Edith, thank you very much for joining us and being a part of our live Skypecast. Uh, thank you for having us, be part of you. Thanks. All right, and next up we're going to go to Kim, the author of Our Subtle Points. And uh, let's see here. Kim, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Absolutely wonderful, minus a little ABS. Uh, or is it ABS? IBS. 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 Other than that, I'm doing fine. That's probably more information well, than most change. people needed to know. Yeah, I know. So, Kim, tell us where you're calling from. I'm calling from Indiana, right outside of Chicago. Right outside of Chicago. Sweet. I, you know, we need to stop by there sometime. And how how far away is, is Chicago? Probably about 35 minutes. Wow. See? That's about six hours from here. Yeah, we'll have to find a cheap hotel around where you are, and we'll have lunch one day. And we're because we want to take the kids over to uh, downtown Chicago. And and what's the name of that? Ed DeBevix. Have you ever been to Ed DeBevix? Ed DeBevix is so much fun. It I is. I love that place. Ed DeBevix. For anybody that does not know, you could probably. I think it's probably eddebevix.com. But anyway, it is a restaurant where the people are paid to be rude to you. And it is. I would so fit in there. On the table. They dance on the tables. They do all kinds of stuff. It's an amazing restaurant. Anyway, Kim, um, do you have any comments on anything that we've said tonight? Actually, I have a comment from something that happened, let's see, last episode. Okay. It's when Michael and Walt were on the beach, and Walt was brushing his teeth with part of the aloe plant. Mike says to him, who Swish, you that? spit. Said, <laughs> <laughs> That's my new little sound clip. Hold on one more time. Swish, spit. I love that. I'm sorry. What? Stephanie, we didn't plan that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Quit throwing these stuffed animals at me. Darn it. What happened to the president? One, two, three, four. See what happens? You throw this at me and it goes off and it interrupts our show. And I'm not editing this. You squeezed it. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Kim. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, Walt was brushing his teeth with the elephant. And Michael says, who taught you that? He said, the Korean lady. How did Walt know that Sun was Korean? Because oh. it's written in the script. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's that's well, a good that's catch. There's no other way. And I, does that mean? Well, I think a lot of people are. A lot of people have been saying the Korean couple and well before other that, Hurley have s- kind of pointed out. I think they have been saying chi- the Chinese chick up to that, or the Chinese guy. Right, the they're Chinese- talking about Chinese or Japanese or. Yeah. So that that's a that's a good thing. So do you think perhaps either they just kind of let that slip up in the script, or did did Sun reveal to Walt first that she could speak English, or was it a result of Walt's psychic abilities? I think that Walt knew because most adults, you're not going to you know share one of your biggest secrets in the world with a child. No doubt, children are more likely to speak that stuff. So you think it was his abilities that let him know. I do. Very cool. Most definitely. That's a good one. Oh, and in this episode, they also said that Walt's birthday was August 24th, and August represents the number 8, and 24 can be moved to 42, but that's a bit of a stretch. (laughs) That's a bit of a stretch, absolutely. Well, Kim, it's always a pleasure to have you on board with us, and we thank you very much for your subtle points, and uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Glad to be here, guys. Thanks a lot. 
All right, we're going to move on next to Kevin Bassett, and he wasn't sure if he was going to have anything to say, so we're going to just uh, bring him on. Kevin, how are you? I'm really good. And where really are you calling good. from, Kevin? I'm calling from Calgary, Alberta, in Canada. Okay, now do you know Rem? I don't. I, I've actually wondered whereabouts in Calgary he lives. I mean, I mean we could be neighbors for all I know. I, I'm curious, actually. <laughs> That'd be cool. Well, yeah, cool. in just a few minutes, you're going to hear a little bit about Rem's website, and I'm sure there's a contact email on there. And I, th- I think you should email him and say, "Hey, Rem, I hear you on this podcast. Let me buy you lunch, and yeah, and make sure that you tell him you're not a psycho." He's not person. an obsessed fan. He's just a fan. There you go. <laughs> That's right. I'm, I'm not. But I'm so much like his li- wife. He had to tell me that he's not obsessed. He, he's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the here's the deal, Ram. I'm trying to I hook really you up with a free lunch. Email. So anyway, well, can, maybe I, sorry. I'll try and look Ram up, or maybe try and find his email or something like that, and uh, maybe I'll have a new buddy to watch uh, Lost with when the new mm-hmm. season starts. No doubt. He and ask him about those parties he has at work. Those Lost themed parties. He's got a website he can uh, share with you that is just amazing with the different creative things they came up with. But anyway, enough about Rem. Uh, Kevin, do you have any comments after hearing us blab about the show for the last hour? Um, yeah, I've got, I've got a couple things. I I know that this isn't a favorite episode for a lot of people, but I actually think one of the biggest reveals of season one took place in this episode when we found out that Sun actually spoke English. It was sort of a big reveal. And I think just for that sake alone, I, think, I thought it was a, you know sort of started the trend of these big reveals on the show, these sort of, you know, mysteries with the individual characters that are revealed as time goes by. So I, I thought it was, a, for that alone, it was a great, great episode. Um, I also really, really, really want them to um, expand on that whole black versus white marbles, the, whatever they are, those, those little rocks and in the caves. Like, it drives me up the wall when mysteries are not continue like they just sort of drop it drives me absolutely batty and you sort of forget and then as you go back as you're going back to these episodes you think what, what happened with that what, what happened with that you know so that i agree is is a, is a mystery that i want solved and um there was a classic line also i don't know i can't remember if you mentioned already but when um they're being chased by the bees and they go into the caves and and uh charlie makes some joke about uh bees in her shirt and he thought they were at least a C. Yeah, those were funny. That was funny. So, that was a funny comment. But other than that, I, um, yeah, I don't have much else to say. It's, Great. Um, that was a man comment. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> Sorry to all the women. You, you can yeah. tell that men write this show sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I it's think, just absolutely obvious. What was the importance of having the bees on the island in the first place? I mean, it wasn't as quite as big as the polar bear, but the, I mean, I, they were simply there to get Kate's shirt off. I mean that was exactly. so that was so obvious so exactly. not quite unnecessary in my mind but anyway it it is what it is well Kevin also rem- I'm sorry go ahead I was going to say it, all, it also re- that watching these old episodes reminds me I actually liked Charlie from the start I've always liked him even when he's he's been you know dark Charlie um, I've always liked him he's he's a great actor he's always got these sort of subtle facial expressions and maybe it's something to do with the accent and whatever else but I think he's he's um he's a really really good character because you know he, he he isn't static he isn't always the same um and you know it's exciting to see what's happening with him and he you know just as a little sort of funny comments often Hurley's looked at as the comic relief but Charlie's got some very funny lines throughout as well so 
plus he's you know there's all this emotion with him and dark stuff with his addiction and stuff it's he's just a, a really fantastic character he's actually uh, I was so glad when those uh, figurines came out and they were making one of Charlie because I, I love that I want to get that uh, action figure of him and absolutely great 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 character well, Kevin, thank you very much. I do have uh, three other people I want to get to if they're still on here. And so thanks for tuning in, and hopefully we'll see you on another Skype cast in the future yeah. when we do these again. Cool. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right. Next up, let's see here. We have Brian, and let's see here. He is uh, – well, I can't pronounce his screen name. But anyway, you're on top. Brian, how are you? Hey, guys. I'm doing okay. Very good. And, and Brian, uh, where are you calling from? Uh, Los Angeles, California. Los Angeles. And um, let me ask you this. So Cliff asked me the other day if for the season finale of season three, if we want to go and record in California because we have so many listeners in Southern California. <laughs> what do you guys think about yeah, that? Yeah, that sounds like fun. Would you come out if we came if we came all the way from Kentucky, brought our little three computer get up with our recording equipment and microphones? Uh, and set up in some kind of uh, public venue. Would you come out and and uh, listen to us as we recorded live? Sure, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's kind of like how I reacted. Would you be willing to flip the bill? <laughs> anyway. I'll clap. All right. So, anyway, do you have any comments after listening to tonight's show? Uh, actually, I did have one comment, but it didn't have anything to do with the episode itself. Okay. It had something to do with uh, the other Sun and Jin-centric episodes. Well, um, you can go ahead and one say thing it. I noticed, one thing I noticed was um, the guy that Sun learned English from, the bald guy, Jay, Jay Lee, I guess his name was? Yes. Um, he apparently was the same guy that she was set up with in that Matchmaker episode that the parents wanted them to get up together. Yes. Um, he had said one comment in the, the later one that he said he was going to America for a woman. I wonder if that that whole storyline is going to come to play that that was, you know, that had something to do with why, you know, like what happened to that whole story because it just kind of came and went. So yeah. do you guys have any clue on that? I think perhaps that uh, Jay and his American wife were going to adopt Claire's baby. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't. There, there was, I think we talked... When that show aired, I think we talked about maybe that um, we already know his American girl. That perhaps we know her. That perhaps we know her. Somebody that maybe we've seen. Maybe she's Jack's Sarah. Maybe it's Hurley's or- mom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> he met her at university, Cliff. Oh, okay. She's a non-traditional student. You know, Hurley's got some money, gave it to mom to go to school. <laughs> Anyway, uh, thank you very much, Brian, for joining us, and and we're glad that you uh, were able to get into our Skype cast this evening. Sure, I hope to do this again sometime. Very good. All righty, and then uh, next up, let's see here. I'm trying to see if, uh, well, actually, Joey was here, and he just signed off. Uh, And then we have Jeremiah, and jeremiah is not on and the only person i see on here that i really want i see two new people that signed on since we started uh sheridan do you have a microphone hello sheridan can you hear me it's on but i have 
Okay, you're breaking up really bad. I have a bad connection. Okay, if you can hold your microphone away from your mouth, and if you have any kind of uh, comments, then I can go ahead and control the volume. Oh, can you hear me okay then? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Well, I'm just glad to be on. This is fun. I came in kind of towards the end, so I don't really have any specific comments about this show, but I think the whole idea of bringing in listeners is really fun. And um, if you guys come to Southern California, I'd sure be there. (laughs) Very cool. So we got two people. So at least two people would show up. Oh, totally. Well, if if, even take you to Disneyland. (laughs) There we go. Very cool. Well, if you come August twelfth, you can go to my wedding. So there you go. I was just going to ask you how how your planning was going. Um, Things are coming together, so it's good. Very good. Wow, it's it's been a long time since we've talked to Sherida. It has. Wow. I dropped out for about a month. <laughs> I've been busy. And so. we probably ticked you off with something we said. I, I tend to offend <laughs> oh, no, a person no, no, or no, no, not. <laughs> Wedding plans can do that to you. Very cool. Yeah. The month of June was insane. So. Have you wanted to just up and elope yet? Um, oh, I wanted to do that before we got engaged. <laughs> okay. So did I, and then I met my mother-in-law. <laughs> oh, let's not go into that. <laughs> oh, no. I love her. Oh. <laughs> I love her very much, but we had our wedding for her, and you have to admit that. I'm having. I'm just playing I'm around. Now. I want to get yeah. I want to get married at church, and I want my friends and family to be there. So very good, that's very cool. Why we're having it? Well, if we come to to Southern California, we will certainly let you know. Awesome. Very cool. cool. Well, there is one other person online. Uh, well, Sherida, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks. And there is one other person I want to bring on, and I hope, I am so hoping, that he has a microphone. Dane, are you there? Yes, I am. (gasps) He's there. Dane, how in the world are you? I'm doing great yourself. Wonderful. It's Dane from Milwaukee. Now, most recent listeners uh, within the last 10 or 15 episodes probably has no idea who Dane is, but those who are long-time fans of Generally Speaking know all about Mr. Dane. What's up with that? What's up with that? Oh, man, we had the whole theme song ready for you and everything, man. What's up with you falling off the face of the earth? Didn't fall off, fall off the face of the earth. Just been working a lot and was a little bit too much to try and create something every week to call in and didn't want to have poor quality, always wanted to have good quality, but hey, your show is doing real well, and I really appreciate the work you guys have been doing. I haven't missed a single episode yet. Very cool. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you around. Sweet. Neither have we. <laughs> <laughs> what are you I, talking I would, about? I would like to say, though, um, this is one of those episodes that uh, I really favor season one over season two because it's just one of those wow moments that you really have to think about the person's backstories and things like that. So this is a a personal favorite of mine. And, uh, you know, I think it's fun that you're going through the first season again because it kind of makes you relive why you fell in love with the show in the first place. Well, that's that's interesting because um, I fell in love with the show in season two and and but yeah but i i I will tell you that i am enjoying season one much more now because because i tell you i when i got hooked on lost i watched all of season one within like two days and i did maybe three and i didn't enjoy it as much as i am enjoying it now and so i i do see i'm seeing a lot more uh of the quality of the show 
and and I'm even enjoying the relationship crap. Well, I, I hate to use the terminology, but I think the, the difference between season one and season two, season one has a lot more uh, the romantic part. I mean, they're the courtship of this show, and as season two progresses, you see it's really going more into the sci-fi, so it should be real interesting on season three, but I guess I've been calling season one more the, the romantic season. I hate to use that terminology because it makes Stephanie happy. <laughs> No problem. Well, Dane, it's always a pleasure, and we hope to hear more from you soon. you got to give me some things. People are just always on Cliff's side. <laughs> well, I'm on everybody's side. It's easier that way. <laughs> well, Dane, thank you very much for joining us in this Skypecast. Uh, that's about all we have time for, in fact. It's about an uh, hour and 20 minutes into this podcast, and I was hoping to play um, a promo here. I'm going to go ahead and just play it real quick. Welcome, I am Dr. Marvin Candle, and this is the orientation film for Station 7 of the Dharma Initiative. In a moment, you'll be given a sample set of instructions for how you and your partner will fulfill the responsibilities associated with the station. But first, a little tip to help you pass the time waiting 108 minutes to enter the code. There is a podcast that we feel you will find quite humorous. It is Tatooine TV, an audio parody podcast that mixes Star Wars characters with pop icons from today. It's quite funny. <laughs> we love Tatooine TV around here, and we know that you will too. Um, yeah. Okay, I'll put the code now. 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. You, you see, there's an easy way to remember the numbers because they really represent... Tattooing TV. Very funny stalls audio parodies. Only available at jrdonline.com. Don't you, you want to know? know? Stephanie, you want to tell us what's coming up next on Lost? Sure, we're on Season 1, Episode 7, The Moth. And it's a Charlie-centric episode, which I'm very excited to see. Yes, I'm very much looking forward to seeing that episode again and taking a very close look at it. So, uh, absolutely, that's what's coming up. And we will have that podcast out, hopefully, next weekend. So, please uh, be viewing that show. Call in your... Listener comments and questions at area code 413-521-0958, and we would definitely love to have you be a part of our show. And now, it's time for our podcast update. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There we go. In fact, um, Stephanie has been giving me a hard time. She laughs every single time I play that clip. And so I went and I searched all over the internet universe and I came across this brand new audio production site called 5x5audio.com. And here's a little promo. 5x5 Audio. Need a professional voice for your website, podcast, PowerPoint, or phone system? Get it done. Get it done. We're 5x5, you know? Get a professional voice working for you. 5x5audio.com. 5x5audio. 
Now, anybody that has listened to our show for a while knows that that was the voice of Rem Levictois, and he is the official voice of the Generally Speaking Lost podcast, and he's done all of our bumpers and stuff like that. And except that, that first one. Except, except for that one. Except for this before 5x5 five five audio bumper. To introduce our Generally Speaking Lost uh, or lost podcast update or whatever, and <laughs> and here is what it sounds like after you go to Rem's five by five audio dot com. We can't transmit because something else is already transmitting somewhere close. The signal's strong. Plane, how would what kind even... of transmission? Is? It could be a sat phone, maybe a radio. Can signal? we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. This is a generally speaking podcast network update little bit better. I mean, mine was really... I had a lot of effort put into mine, though. Two words. Yeah? Rim rocks. <laughs> anyway, anybody looking for some audio work, go to 5x5.com and and check Rim out. He, he does an awesome job with everything I've ever asked him to do. So, thank you very much. And also, thanks to our sponsor. Uh, this is the fourth and final episode uh, in the agreement that I have with Chris at CreatureHTPC.com. That's CreatureHomeTheaterPC.com. And if you're in the market for a home theater computer, I really encourage you to not just check out the website, but to look under the Contact Us sec- section of the site and look for the phone number. Chris's phone number is on there. Call him and ask for him and ask him some questions about his systems. They're fully customizable. Uh, they're completely 100% upgradable by you in the future if that's what you want to do. Or if you want just a terabyte or a couple extra terabytes of data storage so that you can burn all your DVDs. I mean, he, from what I understand, you can actually stick a D, your DVD collection in, put them in one disc at a time. It will It will actually take and store the data of that DVD and put the label on it and and all the artwork and everything into the computer and categorize it just as easy as iTunes and you can pull it up without ever having to bring out the disc again. And not only that, but with the ability of his home theater PCs, you can actually um, broadcast those out on the internet to anywhere where you have an internet connection. So you can actually be in your hotel room in Japan and watch your any DVD from your collection or any recorded show on your DVR, uh, anything that you've got on your PC, you can view it anywhere in the world, and it's very good quality. So, My birthday's in about six weeks. Yeah, so I'm I'm seriously thinking, you know, without us having Our satellite, anniversary's in seven. Oh, and also it works with cattle. It also works with cable and satellite. So I and it works with Dish too. So. If I could only scrounge up a couple extra pennies, I'll call Chris up and say, hey, hook us I'll up. I'll find them. We'll find them. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we want to thank Chris for sponsoring. He he definitely has been a tremendous help to us financially in sponsoring four of these podcast up episodes. It's definitely not inexpensive to produce these podcasts. Uh, and, and it's not just bandwidth, but the time and effort that we put into them. So we certainly thank you, Chris, for, for your uh, sponsoring these episodes. And also we want to thank um, Maureen Brown. She is the first person this month to make a contribution via the PayPal button on our website for the month of July. And so, Maureen, we thank you very much for that contribution. I have an email from Maureen that 
Do you want to read it? I don't have it done. It, okay. well, it's it's over. You got she, my computer. She she did send us an email. I got a yeah. copy of it as well. Yep. And I will be replying. I've just with the holiday been not home and sure. So, but she's very encouraging and and sent some great encouraging words and yeah. and we thank you very much for that. And, and that means a lot to us as well. Just, just to say that we're doing a good job, that it mean, makes your day and and there are a it lot really of people. Does. It, it really does. It really does encourage Especially us. Especially when there are people on Stephanie's space giving me a hard time about my view about Michael. <laughs> it's just really nice to have some encouraging words. So, anyway, um we just want to thank those who have voted for our podcast on podcastalley.com. Mm-hmm. Now, things didn't go quite as planned. Um the goal was to have all 118 people uh, go and vote within the first four or five days on Podcast Alley uh, so that we could be in the top 10 for at least a week to 10 days. And unfortunately, being that it was a holiday weekend and I sent out the email, most people didn't get it until today. So uh, we didn't make number one. We did get as high as set ranked 17th out of 21,000 podcasts, which is pretty I'm sorry, we got as high as 15th. Out of 21,000. So hopefully if people will get out there and vote, maybe we can even push it up some more. Uh, we have about 4,000 people downloading this within the first four days. So if you're one of those 4,000, if we had 4,000 votes, we'd be number one and would stay number one. So Sweet. Vote for us, Podcast Alley. Just go to uh, generallyspeakingpodcast.com and click on the Vote For Us button. And then uh, just want to say that we are very excited about this Skype casting. Uh, we are not going to do this every single week because it does ex- it does limit our ability to be free of when we schedule. And unfortunately, uh, I don't know why I picked Wednesday night because Wednesday nights is just not a good night for us to record. Uh, it's just the night we always record. I think it'd be silly for us to get out of the habit of recording on Wednesdays. Yeah, but it, it it's difficult to also do a Skype cast on Wednesday because it has the additional setup, and and putting our kids to bed uh, earlier is not See, working. The thing is, it, the the thing is not that recording is hard to do on Wednesdays. The thing is that that you've planned other things for Wednesdays. Oh yeah. So what you need it's to do is fault. rearrange your schedule, not something that we're all already used to doing. Okay. Anyway, on that note... That's just my two cents. That's pretty much all we have. I think I've got everything in here. Uh, We do want to hear from you guys. We'd love your feedback. Uh, Watch The Moth and give us a call at 413-521-0958. If you're not a member already of our Generally Speaking Lost Forum, just go to generallyspeakingpodcast.com and click on the Lost Forum button and get registered. And uh, Stephanie, do you have anything else before we go? Nope. I just want to thank everyone who took out uh, a couple, an hour and a half of their evening to join us on the Skype cast. It was really a lot of fun, and I do plan on doing this again in the future. And just look for an announcement from us if you'd be like, if you'd like to be on an email list where we announce those kind of things. Uh, send me an email at cliff. That's C L I F F at Ravenscraft R A V E N S C R A F T dot O R G and and I will actually send you, or I'll, if you send me an email, I will put, and tell me to put you on the list, I'll put you on the list, and you'll be notified anytime that a Skype cast is coming up in the future. So with all of that out of the way, we'll see you next weekend, and uh, until then, let's, let's stay, stay lost. lost. You have been listening to the weekly Lost edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You can make our show even better with your feedback. 
Call our listener comment line at area code 413-521-0958 to leave your comments and questions. And please, start with your name and where you're calling from. If you would like to contribute to our weekly podcast, simply click on the PayPal Donate button on our website at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening. Thank you all very much for joining us. Thanks for having us. It was fun. Great job, guys. That was a lot of fun, guys. You guys have a great night, and we'll catch you uh, next weekend. Same to you. Good night. That was good. Good night. Good night, guys. Good night, everyone.